Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's May 12th, 2022, Anino Domine. First headline today, this is an exclusive story for us. The violent left is leaving death threats for Wisconsin family action after their firebombing earlier this week. We're going to play some bombshell audio for you next. New DOJ notes reveal the FBI panicked after President Trump tweeted about spying. Third, new report from the CDC, fentanyl fatalities have hit an all-time record. Of course, you're not hearing about that anywhere else. And then finally, Hong Kong police, under the CCP's orders, have arrested Cardinal Joseph Zen. All of this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Hi, I'm calling because I read about the fire in your building, and I'm calling because I'm curious if it was arson or rather the good Lord showing you an example of hell and where you belong for being such a misogynistic bitch. Thanks for uh, basically going out there daily and making sure that women can't have control over their own bodies, and I'm so thankful that the good Lord finally took action on people like you. You're going to burn as well. You're all going to burn. You f***ing think you're following the will of f***ing Jesus. You're following the f***ing devil, actually. You're just evil little f***ing people try to control other people's lives. F***ing next time that f***ing Moltov, I hope it f***ing doesn't f***ing miss. I hope you all burn with it. That's what you deserve. <laughs> Wisconsin Family Action the leading point of the pro-life movement. And this is one of those things, by the way, where when we're talking about this organization that's been hit by an act of domestic terrorism, violent domestic terrorism, the firebombing Molotov cocktail attack that burned their center down, and now death threats coming in being made to them, Understand what point in the movie we're in. That's why I always say this. That's why I always talk about this. That's what the left is willing to do. That's what the left is doing. And yet Governor Glenn Youngkin out there, I know it's a different state, but just listen to this. Governor Glenn Youngkin out there who campaigned as a strong conservative, and he's saying we're going to issue a statement and we're going to call on the attorney general to this. You're the governor, sir. Govern. You say you're monitoring the situation. No, we're monitoring the situation and we're monitoring you and we're monitoring the governor of Wisconsin and we're monitoring the federal government and the local officials in Wisconsin as well. We're monitoring all of this. But that's the difference. That's what our job is. We're the front line. We're monitoring this stuff. We're getting the information out from groups like this that are in the field that are being attacked by Molotov cocktails. You got justices in their family homes with illegal intimidation efforts. And you guys are issuing statements. What do you think you were elected to do, sir? What do you think the people put you in that office for, sir? Do you think they put you there so you could go on TV and do interviews and then go on Twitter and issue statements? That's what I do, okay? And by the way, the rest of that audio, that disgusting audio that we just played for you, And I apologize for having to do that, but I need to show you what we're up against. You need to know 
what you're up against in this world. If you take a stand for life, if you take a stand for Christian values, if you take a stand for just traditional morality in this country. And we've got more of this audio, and I will put that out on my Twitter, because I'm monitoring the situation. That's my job. Your job is to do something about it. That's what you're put in place to do. It's this old thing. It used to be called the social contract. I guess we don't talk about that very much anymore. But this idea of people forming governments for, the, for collective defense so that there can be money allocated for that. And then units stood up to deal with these issues when they come across. Law enforcement, right? So my question is, by the way, and we broke the story yesterday about Jane's Revenge, the domestic terrorist group that's claiming this attack. Here's my thought. Go into the phone records of all these death threats and investigate every single one of these people. Go Dinesh D'Souza on this 2,000 mules level. Get the geotracking. Get the geofencing. See if any of those phone numbers were near the area of Wisconsin Family Action during the night of the attack. You should be tracking those cell phone numbers. You, you did that already, right? I'd say that to the authorities in Wisconsin, the FBI, to the DOJ, Merrick Garland. You, you pulled all the cell phone data that was around that area, that center in Madison, Wisconsin, for the entire 24-hour interval, right? Because people are casing it, people are coming in and out. That's what you would do for any investigation. And then you cross-reference that with all the phone numbers that are making death threats. This is basic stuff, just basic, you know, normal stuff that you would do when you have search warrants and you have a domestic terrorist attack. But you see what happens in this country. We don't treat these things the way they ought to be treated. We don't go after, instead, they go after journalists, they go after James O'Keefe, and they go after patriotic American citizens. The baby formula supply crisis is upon us. Moms and grandmoms, they're driving around everywhere they can. People are putting up family chats, they're putting up groups, they're going online, they're ordering it from overseas. They're trying to do anything they can to find this stuff. You don't know when food shortages are going to come. They come when they come. And once it happens, it's already too late. What do you do? You have to prepare before the unthinkable happens. That is why you need a good stockpile of long-lasting emergency food. How many times have we said this? And that's why we here at Human Events Daily are very proud to be partnering with America's best and largest preparedness company, My Patriot Supply. We've established a new portal at preparewithposo.com where you can see that My Patriot Supply, they've got 50,000 four-star and five-star reviews from customers who love their food. You go to preparewithposo.com right now, and you will save $150 on an amazing three-month emergency food kit. Breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day for optimum energy. You can get one kit for each person in your family. What do you do? Preparewithposo.com. You will save $150 on food that you are going to need. With everything going on right now in the world, you literally need to grab this emergency food now before it is too late. You can get one. You can throw it in the back of your trunk for peace of mind if anything happens while you're out on the road. You get stuck somewhere. Go to preparewithposo.com today. That's preparewithposo.com. We are working with My Patriot Supply, and we have established preparewithposo.com. Remember, he and his lover, Lisa Page. What a group. 
She's going to win. 10 million to one, she's going to win. I'm telling you, Peter. I'm telling you, Peter, she's going to win. Peter, oh, I love you so much. I love you, Peter. I love you too, Lisa. Lisa, I love you. Lisa. Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. We'll get that son of a out. We got an insurance policy. Well, new DOJ notes are out, revealing that the FBI was in a panic after President Trump tweeted that he knew he was being spied on. This comes to us via report in the Epoch Times by the great Jeff Carlson and Hans Mank, just two of the most finest. Uh, I mean, if you go and look on Twitter, go and follow Jeff and Hans immediately. Right. These guys, I believe they're both verified now through Epoch Times. They came up the hard way. They were grinding day in and day out, digging through the documents, putting together connections. I think it's so great, great to see these guys, to see their rise, to really go through. And they are the, um, you know, the crumb crunchers, right? They're the real crumb crunchers that are just, they're putting it all together. They're putting it all together and they're making it make sense. They're laying out the map. They're laying out the case. And then you've seen, by the way, in the Durham report and the Durham investigation, that Durham has come in and confirmed many of the findings that you would have known had you been following Jeff and Hans all along. So really, really just nothing but support for these guys. Uh, cannot say more about their research capabilities and their investigation capabilities. So let's get into the story. Newly released notes by taken by high-level DOJ officials all the way back in March of 2017. So put yourself way, way back there. Meeting with the FBI leadership, exposing some of the lengths the FBI engaged to cover up its spying on the 2016 campaign of then-candidate Donald Trump. The notes released by lawyers representing former Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman as part of an effort to clear him on charges of having lied to the FBI. They do little to exonerate him, but provide quite a bit of information about the FBI. So this is that Sussman case that's being prosecuted by the Durham team the fact that he lied about working for the campaign. Of course he was working for the campaign, but he told the FBI that he wasn't. He said he was just doing it as a patriotic duty, right? It said that the FBI leadership already knew with near certainty that the Trump-Russia collusion claims were a hoax. They knew that Clinton's campaign had a plan to vilify Trump by portraying him as a Putin puppet. The FBI also knew that not a single claim in the so-called Steele dossier, which was the primary source of allegations of Trump-Russia collusion, had checked out. And they've got the back-and-forth notes to prove it. Because when he posted that tweet, they said they started freaking out. They were freaking out because they knew, they knew, obviously, that they had made the FISA warrant that was out there on Carter Page with the two hops on it. That means anyone he communicated to and anyone they communicated to. So the fact that they found out that the president knew about it, suddenly that became a huge issue for them, which, of course, one of the many things that led to the firing of James Comey just a few months later in May of 2017. So remember the timeline. We're at March of 2017. Then we go forward to May of 2017. I'll never forget that day. I was in the White House that day uh, that Comey was fired. Believe it or not, so I'm in the White House that day. And I was there with, uh, with, uh, with Tanya, um, who had, we had not been married at that point. We we're actually still, uh, we we're still dating 
And we were a few days away from being engaged, believe it or not. She didn't know that yet, but I did. And we had just left the White House and we were going to get coffee right across the street when all of a sudden phone starts blowing up, right? James Comey, FBI director, has been fired. We run back in. We run into the, to the White House. We get into the press room. We're going live, right? Had no idea that the day would blow up like that. But that's just, you know, that's how the news cycle was during the Trump administration. You never knew what was going to happen next. And apparently that was the day that I had. But even before that, the FBI knew that they had a problem because they had spied on a candidate for president and his campaign and now we're finding out that they used false pretenses to conduct that activity. Joe Biden does not care that fentanyl is invading our states. If, if you look at the population group between the ages of 18 and 45, the leading cause of death over the past year is not COVID, is not cancer, it's not car wrecks. The leading cause of death of our fellow Americans ages 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And President Biden is doing nothing to address that fentanyl problem. The fentanyl is coming in from China through Mexico into the United States. Joe Biden does not care that people are dying today. So we got $40 billion that we're sending to the war machine, right? Find you someone who loves you the way politicians love war spending. And we call it war spending, but it really is money laundering, right? Because a lot of that money comes back to them via um, campaign donations. And also if they have stocks in these companies the same way that we know, by the way, that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin came directly from the board of Raytheon, still has stocks. It's in a blind trust. It's in a blind trust. We know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi up there praising, please pray to St. Raytheon, the blessed, the peacemaker, St. Raytheon, right? So we have $40 billion for that. Can't get any baby formula in this country. Can't get anything. If you go watch, by the way, Ashley St. Clair on Twitter has just been phenomenal on the baby formula situation. She goes all the way back to the Kennedy hearings in the 1970s, talking about what's going into the Similac, what's going into these other products. She was way ahead, way ahead of anything that Abbott has coming out now. Go back to Ashley St. Clair, follow her. I believe, by the way, she might be writing something for the Post Millennial all about this. But, but, all those problems going on here in the country, not to mention inflation, not to mention our border crisis, our border emergency. But what's the exacerbating incident when it comes to our border? Well, it's very clearly the fact that fentanyl is pumping across our border at an alarming rate. We had a president who said, why don't we bomb the drug labs? All for it. All for it. I'll give you $40 billion. I'll give you 50, right? To secure the border and actually go after the cartels. And the CDC is out today. Wall Street Journal has the story. Drug overdose deaths in 2021, topped 100,000 for the first time ever. U.S. history, a record high fueled by the spread of illicit forms of fentanyl throughout the country. Do you think they want to kill their customer base? Do you think they want to kill Americans? Because that's what they're doing. Find me someone that has killed more Americans in the past year, the past two years, the past five years, than the drug cartels and the CCP 
that's giving them the precursors for this illegal fentanyl. Because what people don't realize is that they're lacing street drugs and, um, and prescription drugs and synthetics from uh, with this fentanyl stuff. So they're putting in, you know, a couple, you know, a couple grams, a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, we're just going to spice it up. We're just going to spice it up. Give you kind of people are dying from it. They don't even realize what they're getting. They think they're just getting some prescription opioid, but it's really a, a pill of fentanyl or some kind of mix, right? It's leading to people dying. It's leading to kids dying. They're buying this stuff on Snapchat. They're buying it off of TikTok. We have a serious problem in this country right here. These are Americans, right? These are not people on the other side of the planet. These are not people that are on the, you know, some other planet, right? And I understand my heart, as a Christian, my heart goes out to everyone in the entire world. I wish that suffering didn't exist in this world, but it does. But from a governmental standpoint, the government of the United States exists to serve the interests of the people of the United States first. You put the American people first. That's what America first means. You put the American people first. Maybe we should change it to American people first because that's what it means. It doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you don't worry about what's going on in the rest of the world. However, that is an issue for their leaders. That is an issue in that region. Here at home, right here, 100,000 people were killed, were killed by this illegal fentanyl. So you know what? Bomb the drug labs. Bomb every single pusher of this poison from across our border and back in. As I can see in the whole world, when you take away the freedom of the people, then also the religious freedom disappears. Beijing government is accepted by, by Vatican, the Vatican accepts Beijing. They are very good friends, but we are in the question mark. It, we don't understand how uh, the Vatican can agree with Beijing on so many things. But again, we are excluded from the dialogue. Well, not only is the CCP have their 29 million strong open air prison in the city of Shanghai, they're increasing the lockdowns, by the way, in Beijing, the imperial capital. They're about to put that city under lockdown as well. You might have up to 400 million. But what are they doing in the free city of Hong Kong? Or I should say the formerly free city of Hong Kong. They're going after the priests. This is what communists always do. They always target the priests first because they know they know that communism and authoritarian control cannot survive with a competing ideology. They cannot survive if there is someone out there showing them the truth, teaching the Bible, teaching the word of the risen Lord and bringing that to the people. So what do they do? They've arrested Cardinal Joseph Zen. We've got the story here. Carl Joseph Zen and four staffers were picked up by the Hong Kong police after an eight-month investigation into the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund, which helped pro-democracy protesters pay for their legal and medical services. Zen was arrested and is being questioned, raided a cardinal in the city of Hong Kong. Hong Kong police and the Hong Kong Catholic Diocese have not issued any statement on the arrests. Zen, who was one of the Asia's most senior clerics, has spoken out against Chinese President Xi Jinping and the growing authoritarianism in China under his rule several times. Uh, a lot of pop singers, a lot of activists have pushed out against this. This is all about a law, that security law that was passed in 2020, that allows 
the government of Hong Kong and the police of Hong Kong to go after what they, who they deem a political dissident to the CCP. This is what total control looks like. What they're doing to Hong Kong, what they did to the free city of Hong Kong, that's what the party of Davos, the CCP, the Great Reset, the Schwabites, that's what they want for all of you. That's the type of authoritarianism they want here in the United States. You look at Hong Kong, you see where they want the U.S. in 20 years, or maybe even less than that. This is what happens when you have total control. Because, of course, they're not saying that has anything to do with his stand for freedom. Of course, they're not going to say he has anything to do, it has anything to do with his Christianity. No, no, no. They're going to say, well, he's a foreign agent. Oh, he was supporting foreign causes. They're going to call him spreading disinformation, extreme, right? They're going to come up with anything. They're going to find anything they can, right? Remember what the head of Stalin's secret police said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. If they want you, they're going to find you and they're going to come get you. So pray for Cardinal Zen, pray for him and pray for the people of Hong Kong, pray for everyone that lives under the boot of the CCP. Pray for the people of Shanghai, too, and the people of Beijing, the Lao Beijing, the regular people. They don't deserve this. They don't deserve what the CCP is doing to them. These are the people that brought me into their homes. They taught me Chinese. They were my neighbors. They weren't involved in any of this. The Chinese people are the first victims of the CCP, the first victims of communism in China, is them. And of course, just like in Russia, just like everywhere else, it's always the priests they come for first. And that's it for us today here, Human Events Daily. Now more than ever, your podcast for people who don't like podcasts, right? Our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. And of course, leave us with one, just one of your five stars, excuse me, share it with one of your normie friends and then leave us your five star. You can leave 10 five star reviews, leave a hundred five star reviews while you're at it. Seriously, one little quick review like that helps a lot, helps with our rankings, helps us with our metrics. What did we talk about today? First, the violent left leaving death threats for Wisconsin family action. We're breaking that story. Next, the new DOJ notes that came out revealing that the FBI's panic mode after President Trump tweeted about spying. Third, Fentanyl fatalities hitting an all-time record. And finally, Hong Kong police on the orders of the CCP arresting Cardinal Joseph Zen. This is what they do. This is what the communist always does. They target the priests. They target the freedom fighters. They target the people who stand for the rule of law and the word of God. But before we go today, it's time for today's history break. And speaking of the rule of law, today, all the way back, we're going back a little far today. 1215 and no May 12th, the spark that led to the Magna Carta being signed. The Magna Carta, one of the first enshrinings, really, of this idea of individual rights, of natural rights, came when King John's nobles rose in rebellion to him. See, King John took that whole divine right of kings very seriously, taxing the barons, doling out royal justice. However, what was different in this rebellion, because it wasn't the first rebellion in England, what was different, though, was that they rose in rebellion to the king's rights and said, we have rights, too. The Magna Carta eventually became one of the first writings anywhere to put this into practice. 
Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.